Welcome back to the Endure It Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Thomas. Exciting news. We are mailing out our first fall Endure It goodie box tomorrow, so I'm super excited about that. I also get to share someone's story. His name is Jeff, and he is from Spokane, Washington, and he sent in his story of endurance and it is encouraging and it is full of awesomeness. He shares a little bit about his journey. He he calls it a seafood diet. He liked to eat everything that he laid his eyes on and became overweight, started having health issues. Just really feels like the Lord woke him up to the way that he treats his his body, the temple. He shares his journey of how he goes from being overweight to deciding to make a lifestyle change and getting healthy, losing the weight, and getting in shape. He's actually in the process of writing his first book. It's He kind of sent me a descriptive of the book, and it, it sounds really incredible. So I wanted to just share that with you guys, share someone's story here on the Endure It podcast, and we will be interviewing Jeff, so you'll get to hear, you'll get to meet Jeff through the airwaves, the radio waves. He'll get to share his story and talk a little bit about the book that he is in the process of writing. Who doesn't need more encouragement out there? We can all always use encouragement. So on the coattail of Jeff's story of endurance that he sent into the Endurant podcast, I just want to throw a health tip out there. There's the easy things that we can do to improve our health. It's just that mind over matter. We, we have to make that conscious decision to say, okay, something's got to change and it starts today. We, we have the power to make up our mind, set our mind to the goal and accomplish the goal. I mentioned before on some of the medications, I gained weight. I was trying hard to lose it. And that was that was a, a struggle. And if you've ever been in the weight battle or known you're out of shape or known you feel like you're overweight, it, it can be a challenge. Attempting to lose weight and get in better shape is easier on our heart, easier on our organs. And simple things that we can do increase your water, cut sodas, get rid of sodas. They're full of sugar. They're, they're not good for us. Increase our time with the Lord. That is critical. We can't just look at, we can't just focus on the outward physical appearance. We have to keep the Lord at the center. So spending time, spending more time alone with the Lord is, is so critical for the condition of our temple, that our mental state, our physical state, it's all tied in together. So we can increase our water, we can get out and start exercising, do something you enjoy, even if it's just going for a walk, do something that gets your blood flowing, get your heart rate up, increase your vegetable intake. Vegetables are so full of nutrients and minerals that our body needs. These are just simple things that anybody can start doing. So I was just, I'm so excited that Jeff from Spokane sent in his story um, and like I said, I cannot wait to let you guys hear from him and hear his his story of endurance. 
our youngest child, she plays volleyball, and we went to a couple of her games last week, and I can just tell a difference in her when we walk into the room and she sees us there and she hears us cheering for her. Her face lights up. She smiles. It has an impact on her. And, you know, it just made me think as I sat there and just watched her and I'd smile at her and give her a thumbs up. Her little face would just start, it just was beaming. It's just the simple things that we can do to encourage someone else. We may think it's not a big deal, but it is a huge deal. Encouragement goes a long way. If you know somebody who's, who is really struggling in a situation or, or struggling in a trial, make the time to give them that thumbs up or shoot them a message. Hey, keep fighting forward. I prayed for you today. Thought about you, prayed for you. Just let them know that they're, they're thought of they're they're cared about and their journey it matters it matters to the lord and it matters to us i hope everybody had a good week last week we're just charging right along here towards the end of the year i wanted to share today in my personal journey my story of endurance um, i wanted to bring up the word isolation I've shared a lot of my story so far with the vertigo and then how the vertigo kind of paused for a little bit and then something other something else terrible came in, <laughs> the pots and the deficiencies and the weakness and just all those things combined. I remember we spent so much time searching for answers and trying to figure out what was going on. It took up a lot of our time. It preoccupied our mind. Our mind was busy trying to think of what was the problem. And so once the answers started coming and we finally received the diagnosis of POTS and the, the vitamin deficiencies, it, it shifted somewhat. My mind was no longer searching and, you know, kind of in this gray area. Now it knew what was going on. My brain was trying to adapt to, okay, we have a diagnosis now. We have a new label, and we've got to figure out how we're going to live with this label. And that was difficult for me, just from being so active and from going to very active to not active at all. It was, it was so hard. I remember a feeling of isolation. It just tried to settle in, settle into my heart. found myself having to constantly battle that feeling. It was a miserable feeling. I did not like the feeling. I mean, even the word isolation means remain alone or to remain apart from others. That's not a fun place. That's, that's not how Rachel was wired. Rachel, myself, I loved being around people. I loved being involved and I loved doing those types of things. It just felt like when the illness happened, you know, everyone else's lives kept moving forward. But for me, it felt as if mine came to a standstill somewhat. It was a frightening place to feel like you're alone. No one understands what you're going through. And I know a lot of this comes from the enemy. It took a little bit. I knew where it was coming from, but it still took some, some training and some focus to pull myself out of that mental place of just feeling so isolated. You know, the identity that I thought I had was removed. And so you, you kind of go, oh my gosh, what, who am I? What am I? 
What is my purpose? During this season of this phase of feeling isolated, to me, it, it tied into a feeling of disappointment because life was not going the way I anticipated it to go. I mean, that was the last thing I anticipated happening was being completely struck down with an illness and not just an illness, but a exhausting journey to go along with that illness. I remember Zach, my husband, had to go out of town for work for a couple of weeks and I was still using the wheelchair at this point. And I don't ever like being separated from my husband we're very close and I, I don't like being away from him. So that was, that was hard for me to handle when he broke the news to me that he was going to have to go work out of state for two weeks. And so I just prayed about it and I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, the situation I'm, I'm struggling. Zach helps me so much. This is going to be hard for him to be gone two weeks and I've got to take care of myself and take care of the kids, run the household while he's gone. Which at this time, my two older children, they willingly came, they willingly decided to homeschool. They knew that I needed the help. They volunteered to homeschool to help take care of me. So for that, I was very grateful. For me as a mom, it was heartbreaking that my children were having to make those type of decisions. But in the grand scheme of things, it's really, it's really not that bad. I'm thankful for the lessons that God has has taught us and the things that he has shown us. He's shown us his grace and his mercy through me being ill. It's not what I would have wished for my kids, but I'm thankful for what he has shown them and me through this journey. So they were, they were homeschooling in order to help take care of me. So we came up with a game plan and we thought, okay, this, this is going to be okay. It's just two weeks, <laughs> longest two weeks of my life. But we thought, it's just two weeks, we'll, we will survive. Every evening, we're going to play games, we're going to do something fun to take our mind off of the fact that Dad is not here. But the first week, I remember the day that he left to go to the airport. I was sitting in the front yard in my wheelchair, and this is whenever this isolation feeling was, was, a, was, was a struggle for me. I felt like the Lord dropped a scripture into my heart in that moment. He knew that I was really struggling with handling that situation. And I'm so grateful that we have a God who cares about the smallest things that that worry us or that concern us. Our Lord cares. And that just, that thrills my heart. That gives me such peace in knowing that nothing I take to Him is not important to Him. He cares about the smallest detail. I sat in the yard that day in the wheelchair and I got out my Bible I started reading where I felt like he was leading me to, which was 1 Kings chapter 17. It's a story about Elijah. It says, Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. And the word of the Lord came to him, Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook Cherith, that is east of the Jordan. 
And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And after a while, the brook dried up, because there was no rain in the land. I read this story, and I thought, okay, I know that you're speaking something to me. This is how I feel right now. I'm, I'm nothing compared to Elijah. <laughs> I've never caused it to not rain. But I could relate to this place of isolation that the Lord called him to. It just, you know, how Elijah, he stops the rain and he's bold. And then the Lord takes him off the scene and tells him to be tucked away somewhere in the wilderness and that God will feed and and give him water for a season. I felt like he was speaking it to me. That that's currently where I was at. I was, I was feeling like I was in this place of isolation. But even in that place of isolation, he was there. And he was going to feed me. And he was going to give me a drink. And I know I'm not the only one who has found themselves in this scenario. This may be for you, whoever's listening. You may be able to relate to this. But I could feel his peace and his comfort as I read that. I realized, okay, I may feel isolated. Yes, I'm walking through. At one time, I was going to church. I was serving the Lord. And I was in my community. I was working full time. I was raising my kids. And I went from that place suddenly to the wilderness. And that's the same thing for Elijah. He's, he's, he's stopping the rain. He's doing powerful things for the Lord. And then off to the wilderness. It encouraged me where it says, after a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. This season eventually came to an end for Elijah. He was there for a while, but the season did end and the Lord brought him out. And immediately I had this sense of peace. Okay, he's here. He's in control of this situation. I may feel like a complete isolated person alone in my own personal wilderness right now. But we're never alone. It feels like it. And the enemy wants us to think that we are. That we've been abandoned. That we've been forgotten. That we are rejected. But we're not. The, the craziest thing about this day, when I read these scriptures and I just began to cry. Like, okay, you've, I, can, I can keep going. You've, you've stepped in and said, hey, Rachel, I, I see that you're feeling alone. And I just want to remind you through the power of my word that you're not alone. And I'm the same God today that I was yesterday. So if he did it for Elijah, he'll do it for us. And the craziest thing happened. Later that day, I was sitting in the front yard again, and I was in my wheelchair. A neighbor from across the street, whom I had never met previously, came up to me and said, I've, I've, and we've lived here, we had lived there about four years at the time. And my neighbor had been there longer than us. And, but I'd never met her. And she came over and walked up to me and said, I just want to come introduce myself. I've, I've never done that. And I see you sitting out here in your wheelchair. Do you mind if I ask you what happened? What's your story? And I shared it with her. <laughs> she goes, well, my husband and I barbecued today and we have tons of leftovers and we have some desserts. Would you, would you allow me to bring you guys some food? I told I mentioned to her that my husband had left for a job and she was so kind and I said absolutely that that sounds great. If I don't have to cook dinner, sign me up. <laughs> and so her and her husband came back about 15 minutes later and brought us 
all kinds of barbecue, some desserts, and just truly blessed us out of nowhere. I felt the Lord whisper to my heart, I told you I would send the ravens to feed you. I told you that I would take care of you in this wilderness. When you feel isolated, you will see my power. I care. And I can tell you that day is burned into my mind. I, I cried so much. <laughs> he is such a good God. And he's faithful. And even in the darkest of times, we just need to trust the process that he is in control. And no matter how grim it looks or how difficult it looks, we can believe that he will work all things for our good. And it's not ever hardly in our timing. It's in his timing. So I want to close with Hebrews 12 verses 1 through 2. And whenever we feel alone, may we just cling to this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. This scripture lights a fire within me. I don't know about you, but I have loved ones that are on the other side. I have siblings that I've never met. I think about the, the founders of our faith, Abraham and Sarah and Elijah, the disciples, all these people who have passed on before us cheering us on from the bandstands of heaven saying you can do this don't quit don't give up keep pushing the end result is worth it it's going to be worth it and i love how when he was dying on the cross and he was he was he was being brutally murdered he was able to look into the future and see you and i even when we were still sinners he saw us and he loved us so much that he chose to die for us. And, and it's the same thing for us. We have the joy set before us. We have our inheritance of heaven before us. We, we inherit heaven. We live for eternity with Jesus. No more pain. No more suffering. No more sickness. No more death. Just the perfect family for all eternity. That is the joy that is set before you. That's the joy set before me. And if we think and dwell on those thoughts, we find the perseverance within ourselves to keep pushing forward, to keep trusting the Lord. This planet we live on is our temporary dwelling. This is not permanent. The, the real life that matters is the next one. Our eternal life, our eternal future is so crucial we can't take anything with us from this life. We, this all stays. It, the Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die. We are all dying. One way or another, unless he comes before that happens, one way or another, we're all dying. Let's give it all we got. Let's, let's chase after Jesus. Let's give it all that we have. 
He's worth it all. Thank you so much for listening to the Endure It podcast. I hope you guys have an incredible week. If you have a story, I know there's so many of you out there that have amazing God stories. I would love to hear them. Shoot us an email at rzt at enduritpodcast.com. rzt at enduritpodcast.com. Until then, we will talk soon.